Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. John chapter 20 and verse 21, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. So there was a uh, what they call that, a lineup in Los Angeles. And there were detectives they were working to identify a robbery suspect from a bank robbery. And they asked each man in the lineup to repeat the words. Give me all your money or I'll shoot. So that the witnesses could identify the robbery suspect by his voice. The detective said to each man, okay, I need you to repeat after me. Repeat this line. Give me all your money or I'll shoot. Well, they had pretty good luck because one of them, when it was his turn, shouted, that's not what I said. (laughs) 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 Then (laughs) Then Jesus said to them, And that's kind of what I like to preach tonight, or today. Then Jesus said to them again. Jesus was repeating himself. Peace be unto you. He had just said it in John chapter 20 and verse 19. He said, peace be unto you. And then it said, then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. And then it said, Jesus repeated himself. Then he said unto them again, peace be unto you be unto you. Now, as a parent, you have had to repeat yourself, right? If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. You've said it over and over to your children. Maybe you've said it over and over to your wife. Maybe your boss has said it over and over to you. But repetition is something that is kind of just a part of life. I remember if someone, if you know kind of someone's character, and they've repeated themselves over and over and over again, you can imitate them, right? They're a caricature. When I was in boot camp, we would go eat in the military. We would go eat really quick and then go out and get in formation and stand at the position of attention and look straight forward and just wait there. Well, the drill instructor, the one who was in charge, if he said, ears, You would say, open, sir. And if he said, eyeballs, we would all repeat, snap. So we heard that in the back. Ears. And it was a certain growly voice. And we said, open, sir. And then there was nothing else said. And we began to kind of look around. It was one of the recruits that was copying what the drill instructor said. You know, isn't it Forrest Gump that said, Mama always said. Because Mama repeated herself over and over and over and over and over. And because Mama repeated herself, that he knew that life was like a box of chocolates, right? He knew that it was like peas and carrots. But I'm thankful that when Jesus came... Jesus also had something to repeat. Jesus was there so that we could get the blessing of repetition. 
There was a man named Peter. He was a young man. True story. He decided to take a shortcut across a Scottish moor, across a Scottish plain. He knew that there was a deep, deserted limestone quarry in that area. So that's where they, they mined, and so there were, there, were, there were drop-offs and different things, and it was dark. But he was confident, you know, he could avoid the, 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 the cliffs. And he heard someone call out, Peter! He's walking in the dark, can't see anything. And there was an urgency in the voice. He stopped and he called out, yes, who is it? What do you want? No answer. So he walked a few more steps. And he heard a voice repeat itself. Peter! He paused and it said he stumbled and fell onto his knees and he put his hand out to catch himself. But there was nothing in front of him. It was a cliff. There was a drop off. If he had gone just maybe one more step, he would have fallen to his death. From that calling... This man named Peter Marshall knew he was called by God. Actually, the calling took him into the ministry, and then he actually became a Senate, U.S. Senate chaplain. Well, what was the the first thing that happened was God, by repetition, got his attention. You know, the first thing that I believe that Jesus did was when he rose from the dead. And that's what this account is. Jesus had risen from the dead. The first time Jesus appeared for Easter service was in the, was in the evening. And it said the disciples were all afraid. You know, life can make you afraid. And you know, if you hear something that's negative, you know, I heard this and I don't know that it's, it's psychological. There's some psycho babble out there but there's some truth to it it takes five or so positive comments to equal out one negative it's not one for one you need to hear a lot of positive reinforcement for one negative thing you know i do that with my daughter sometimes i just wrap her up and say i love you you're a blessing what are you doing i'm not building her up i'm just getting her out of the ditch because you know a lot of us we hear one negative thing well that's five So if you comment on your wife's appearance in a negative way, then you have to do five sincere comments that are positive, right? Because they know when you're faking it, right? Fake it till you make it. Not with your wife. Not with your wife. You get that look like, "Mm mm-hmm. Mama didn't always say that. (laughs) Well, they were afraid because when Jesus was crucified, then the Jews would, pro- they, were, they were wondering if the Jews were going to take them next. And since Jesus was murdered, they were fearing the worst. You know, a lot of times that's easy to do in our lives. When we, something bad happens, you say, well, everything happens bad in threes. Who said that? Where is that in the Bible? That's one of those they, they say things, right? When they say you like three hiccups or three yawns or three this or, you know, everyone dies in threes. No, you die by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this one person said i want to go like grandpa did in his sleep not like the other four screaming passengers in his car (laughs) i guess that would make five right (laughs) but you see when when things are negative in our mind they can kind of grow and you say well preacher what if this happens and what if that happens and when jesus just assembled even though they were shut up and they were, uh, you know, probably holding the doors and wondering what was going to happen. It wasn't a victory service. 
It said Jesus just appeared in the midst. And you know what he said? He said, peace be unto you. Now the first time, you know, when that repetition, you hear something, that first time, it gets our attention. We may not really, but he's like, peace? I don't even think they heard Jesus. They heard Jesus say something, but they didn't know what it was. Sometimes when we're all shaken up in our life, we don't know what the person said. Like, what? Huh? What? I heard you say something. I remember when I was in San Diego. Have you ever driven in San Diego? Anyone here driven in San Diego? Have you been in San Diego? Okay. Well, I went down. You've been in San Diego? Well, I went down and I was driving down there to do some work for the Marines. When I was in the, in the Marines, I was shopping, I think, for some gear for MPs, for the military police. And so I was driving down there and this person came the other way. Beep! And they honked at me. And I'm like, you know, that's okay. You can be mean if you want to. You know, I was a Christian. I didn't care. And then it got my attention, right? Well, a person's not very friendly in San Diego, right? And then I kept driving, and the person, another person came. Beep! And they honked at me. And I'm like, now what's going on? You're like mean people around here. Well, the blessing of repetition is it gets our attention. I began to look around, and I was driving the wrong way down the street. There's a lot of one-way streets in San Diego, and you can easily, if you're not from there, you can just be driving, and you're driving the wrong way down the street. You know what? But those second beep, that repetition, it got my attention, and I began to look around like, why is everybody beeping at me? You know, when you come to the house of God and you hear all those beeps, maybe sometime like me, you realize, wait a second, I'm traveling the wrong way down life's road. I began to look around and say, wait a second, Jesus is calling my name that I need to turn around. And I'm thankful that's exactly what I did and gave my life to Jesus Christ. And God gave me that repetition to get my attention. He said, peace be unto you. You know that God wasn't there to do something negative. He was there to turn me around for the positive. His message was peace. You see, peace gets our attention. The repetition gets our attention. But the repetition also emphasizes a message. It emphasizes a message. I have some diet advice. It's February. So tips to reduce weight. First, turn your head to the right. Then turn your head to the left. Then turn your head to the right. And then turn your head to the left. Repeat this exercise whenever you're offered a piece of cake. <laughs> It'll work. It'll work. A piece of pie, same thing. <laughs> and keep your mouth shut just so you don't catch something on the way. <laughs> what is that? It's an emphasis, isn't it? You know that the, the, the devil's such a liar, he wants us to worry about everything. You know what? The Bible said worry about nothing, but pray about everything. You know, every time I get ready to worry about something, I just want to thank God that you've already got it solved. Because Jesus said, wait. He probably saw his disciples were worried when he said peace. So he said it again. Wait a second. It's coming from Jesus. You see, I want to emphasize today that peace is not a circumstance. Peace is a person. The Bible said in Isaiah that Jesus has another name. He's called the Prince of Peace. You know, I remember Ozzy Osbourne. I think they called him the Prince of Darkness, right? Wasn't that? 
He's some heavy metal. Have you seen the Prince of Darkness lately? He's like using a cane and he's barely hanging on to life. And I'm telling you, uh, I hope he gives his life to Jesus. But let me tell you, the Prince of Peace is not frail. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. And he has all power given unto him in heaven and in earth. And when God says peace, the waves listen. When the disciples were in a boat and the boat was filled with water, they said, Jesus, arise for we perish. And he rose, the Bible said. And the Bible said that he looked at the winds and the waves. I don't know where the winds and the waves, they have ears, right? He's like that drill instructor, ears, eyeballs. And he said, peace, be still. And the wind and the waves just stopped. And it says there was a great calm. Have you ever gone across the, like the Buckman Bridge and it's just like glass on the water? There's no wind. I can imagine if it was just like where you could see your reflection in the water at night. Absolutely no ripples. And the Bible said they wondered. He said, what manner of man is this? Even the wind and the waves they obey him. That's the power of God's word. God repeats himself over and over again because the peace he gave there is the peace he can give us. Amen. It's like he's, uh, my wife and I, we're going through, there's a lot of changes going on. I feel like I'm a newborn, right? Getting all these changes, right? <laughs> and, uh, and so right before church, we were late getting out of the house, and I was here earlier, and we were at the other church. I claim that as the other church. This is the other church. The other one's the church, right? So, and uh, a lot of things could still go wrong, and there's so many unanswered questions, and I don't buy houses or property every day, uh, so I don't know what to expect. So you really have to lean on God when you don't know how things are going to work out. And so... Because I had high blood pressure a couple of years ago, my mom brought me this little portable blood pressure machine. Have you ever seen those? You like put the little cuff on, actually on this arm, and then you press go, and it takes your blood pressure, your systolic and diastolic, with your measures your pressure of your heart pumping out, and then it's the rest. And uh, I thought a great thing to do would be to test my blood pressure right before church on Sunday. And my wife's looking at me like, I can't believe you. And so I did. And uh, say, well, preacher, did you have high blood pressure? You know what? I didn't. Now, I felt it. I feel it right now. I feel like this intensity and everything. But you know what? That's just life. But you know what my blood was saying? My blood was saying and my heart was saying, hey, everything's all right. God's got this. And I told my wife, I said, I needed to do that because even in the midst of everything going on, I can trust Jesus because Jesus has a message. It's peace be unto you. Not from the preacher, but from the Prince of Peace. He said, everything's going to be okay. God's got it covered. We can trust in him. There was a man who was put in prison and they began to, he began to share about God. He wrote a book called Tortured for Christ. He was put in prison in Romania. And one of his jailers, one of his tormentors, was mocking Jesus Christ. And the preacher said, you know what? He said, if you put my, your hand on my heart, he said this to his, and he said, if it's beating all over the place, basically, then I understand what you're saying. But he said, if you put your hand on my heart and it's just gently beating, what was he saying? Even in the middle of prison, if I have this peace 
and this assurance of Jesus Christ, he said, then you'll know that God is real. You know, God can be real in our craziest situations. And you know what happened? That preacher got out of prison and that man that used to be the tormentor, things happened like this. He was put in prison. You know that our God is a delivering God, but even when we're going through something, God has an emphasis. Brother, you can have peace when the boss is going crazy. You can have peace when your home seems like it's falling apart. You can have peace. Why? Because Jesus said, I've got to say to you this again, peace be unto you. You know, it seems that this year, everything has gone crazy. It just seems like my wife, it just seems like the car's gone crazy, the apartment's gone crazy, the rent's gone crazy, inflation's gone crazy. And you're like, what's going to happen? I don't know. But when everything else rises up, God rises up too. All I know is that I can't get my mind on the world. I can't get my mind on the circumstances. I've got to keep my eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Peace be unto you. The last thing that peace does, this blessing of repetition, it reveals an opportunity. I don't know how your blood pressure is. (laughs) The Bible said, for all the promises of God, in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. God repeats things for a purpose. Why? So that we could actually accept them and say, you know what? That means I can have peace before I go to work tomorrow. You know what the most stress, you know most people die of heart attacks on a certain day of the week? This is statistical. Do you know what day of the week it is? It is, it's Monday. Because people stress out, they take off work for two days, right? You know what they do? Pray and read their Bible. No, they stress out. What's going to happen Monday? What's going to happen Monday? And you know, it actually builds the stress up in your body and begins to have physiological react, which means your body responds to all that stress. Instead of saying, wait a second, church on Sunday, I'm going to get me to church. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to give God, cast all my burdens on Jesus. And then when the devil tries to throw the hot potato back, I'm going to throw it back to Jesus. And the devil throws it back, brethren. I've been playing hot potato with stress for months now. But let me tell you, in everything I can give thanks. And you say, you know what? The next time he throws the hot potato at me, I'm not going to catch it because my hands are going to be lifted up because I'm praising a resurrected Jesus. And he's alive forevermore. And he's saying, peace. You know, he said, peace be unto you not just twice but three times in John chapter 20 there was a man named Thomas he was a disciple and it says in John chapter 20 verse 24 he was not with them when Jesus came he missed Easter service (laughs) Jesus rose from the dead the cross had canceled out our sins he made peace and he broke down that wall of partition making peace with his cross the shedding of his blood But Thomas wasn't there. So the last time Thomas saw Jesus, he was hanging on a cross and he was suffering and he was bleeding. And the disciples said unto him, John chapter 20 and verse 25, we've seen the Lord. Man, they had this excitement on their face. Why? Because Jesus repeated, peace unto you, I'm alive. Peace unto you. And you know what? That's the real message of Jesus Christ. Peace unto you. Peace unto your family, peace unto your situation, peace unto your marriage, peace unto your job. There was a brother I knew, he went to a different church in the Marine Corps, but he was a Christian. New Testament Christian church is one Christian church, but brethren, Christians are all part of the body of Christ, regardless of where you attend. His name was Ben, 
and he worked in a certain electrical, some type of electrical shop in the Marine Corps. You know what he told me? He used to go around his shop before people came in. He used to go around and bless it and pray even when no one was there. What was he doing? He was claiming it for Jesus Christ. You know, that's what we need to do. Drive around your neighborhood. Drive around. Even if you get to work, you say, God, this is your job. This is your place, God. I'm putting you here and I'm putting you there. And I'm beginning to bless God's work by faith. You know what Thomas said? Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails. And put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. You know what? He hadn't heard the repetition. He didn't hear Jesus. You know, a lot of times, let's not find fault with someone that doesn't know Jesus. They just haven't heard Jesus speak to them. And the Bible said, after eight days, again, his disciples were within. You know, when you challenge God, he hears you. (laughs) Forget the preacher. God hears you. Eight days later. God's like an elephant, right? God doesn't forget. Has God ever reminded you of something? You made this promise to God and God's like, hey, remember when you said that two years ago? I was going to, someone offered, to, you know, rent's going up. Someone offered to get me into a house. Not buy it for me, but buy it. And then I would just make the payments. But years ago, I told God, God, you get a house, a church. Then I get a house. You know what? God's reminded me many times of that when I'm like, man, rent's going up. And God's like, you know what you said? Like, oh, yeah, I did say that. You know, God ever reminded you of something? Oh, it was convenient when you said it. Maybe you didn't think it was going to take 20 years. (laughs) But you know what? When you make a vow to God, God hears it. When you make a challenge, Thomas said, I'm not going to believe unless. And God's like, oh, yeah. Eight days later, Jesus appeared. He stood in the midst. You know what he said? And I believe it was for Thomas. He said, peace be unto you. He wasn't there to make Thomas an example. He wanted Thomas to believe. You know, that's really the gospel. Jesus isn't there to rain on anyone's parade. He wants you to believe you rose from the dead. He wants you to believe you can forgive your sins. He wants you to believe you can have a new life. And he said to Thomas, he said, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. So Jesus still had the nail prints even after he rose from the dead. What a reminder of his sacrifice. And reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side where he was stabbed by the Roman with the spear. And he said, and be not faithless, but believing. And with my wife coming to the piano, Thomas answered and said unto him, I like this. My Lord and my God. He saw Jesus alive and he had heard that peace. But you know, for the disciples, they also heard for the third time. Jesus emphasized. Peace be unto you. You know, this, this morning, peace is a person. And I don't know what we're facing in our lives. Say, preacher, I'm facing this. It's going all over the place. And this, it's going all over the place. You know what? That's life. We have challenges and, and we have things going on in our life. Cars. My car broke down. Welcome to the proverbial club, right? I mean, my house broke down. Well, we don't have a house. But we have an apartment. Welcome to the proverbial club. You know, Things like that, man made them, they break down. Well, my body broke down. Welcome to the club. (laughs) But you know what? Whatever man can break, God can fix. And if God can't fix it, he can just give you a new one. And I'm thankful God's not here to rehabilitate our heart. He's here to regenerate and resurrect our heart and give us a peace that even passes all understanding. And with heads bowed and eyes closed, how can he do that? You know what? I'm not going to tell you how 
God does that. But I will repeat what God said. Now this is what Jesus said. He said, peace be unto you. He didn't say for the situation to be over. He said, you can have peace right now. You can have peace from your sin because Jesus shed his blood. You can have peace from your circumstances because God is never going to forsake you. Because no man is able to pluck you out of his hand. Because he said, I'm going to be with you always. And if Jesus is on your boat, your boat won't sink. It can be full of water. But guess what? God doesn't sink. God walks on the water. He causes his followers to walk on the water. And God can pull you out of the sea when he stands on the water. God commands the winds and the waves. Peace. This morning, I don't know what your blood pressure is. But I know that Jesus lost all his blood pressure because he died on the cross. His blood was shed for the remission of sins. And God can give us peace knowing that this is as bad as it gets. One day I'm going to step into my new home. It doesn't need a renovation. It doesn't need a remodeling. I'm going to get a new body, a resurrected body that the Bible says that God has waiting for us. But it only comes through faith in what Jesus did and through acceptance of his sacrifice on the cross. You see, this peace is a relationship with God. And brethren, it's available not just to Christians, but it's available to those that haven't made that decision for Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Have you made that decision? You can today. Christian, will you make that decision? You're going through something. Just say, you know what God said? And he said it again. And he said it again. You can have peace right now. It's yours. He said, just have it. And God gives it to you. The world can't take it away. He kicks his foot in that door. The devil can't shut it. He slams the door. The devil can't open it. That's our God. Let's find a place to pray. These altars are open. Peace be unto you. It's the blessing of repetition. You know what God needs to tell us? Wait a second, brother, sister, peace. Wait a second, brother, sister, peace. Wait a second, friend. If you don't know Jesus, if you haven't made that surrender to Jesus, you know what you get when you surrender to Jesus? You'll get peace. That sin that's holding on to you, take God's peace and let it lose its grip. That shame that you have, Jesus said, peace, I'll take the shame on the cross. You know, he was naked on the cross. He'll take the shame. He'll take the guilt. He'll take the stain. And you know what he'll give you? Peace. Brethren, peace be unto you. Peace be unto you right now. Will you accept that? All you have to do is say, Jesus, I want that. Well, Jesus wants to give it to you. All you have to do is say, God, I accept your peace. God, I've got so many situations brethren I do too but my blood pressure is normal that means I can be anxious somewhat on the outside and God is giving me peace on the inside God can give you peace on the inside peace 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 the blessing of repetition let there be peace let there be peace now let there be peace tomorrow let there be peace in eternity but let there be peace especially right now God you give your people peace. You bless us with peace. Lord, let me take the peace home. And let me bring a calm into my home. Let me bring a calm into my workplace. 
If I go to school, let me bring a calm to the classroom. Let me bring a calm in the store. Let me bring a calm when I'm shopping. Let me bring a calm with not my presence, but God with yours. Because you're giving me peace and it's mine. And I'm taking him because peace is a person and he's available. God bless you is our prayer. God, we give you the glory. Do your name. We ask that you will help us to accept your simple words. They're simple words, but they're so difficult sometimes to accept. God, although our circumstances might not, if our circumstances don't change when we pray, God, change us when we pray. Change our hearts. Give us peace in the middle of the storm. Just like Peter walked on the water to go to Jesus, but it was in a storm and it was at night. But Peter walked on the water anyway because you called, come. And Lord, I pray that you'll call us. Call us to your peace. Call us to your peace deep in our heart. And Lord, we give you the glory. And let us accept peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Father, have your way, accomplish your will, in Jesus' precious name.